around here. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be focusing on the HomePod and what I'll call the HomePod Follies. Our guests include John Martellaro of the Mac Observer, and a bit later in the show, we'll be hearing from Josh Centers of Tidbits, and he'll tell you how he got his Apple TV 4K at a big discount. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We have John Martellaro of the Mac Observer joining us today. And we're going to start with a bit of disconnect with regard to Apple's HomePod. And I think some of that is generated by our old friends, in quotes, from Consumer Reports magazine, who found yet another way in an initial review to say something about (laughs) Apple that isn't quite as favorable as one might expect. Well, we all know uh, those guys are experts on Mac and Apple technology and iOS and sound and acoustics and internet and networking could you stop before i throw up i'm going to throw up just listening to this (laughs) all right i understand about the fake news excuse me alternative facts about consumer reports the only fact we do recognize about consumer reports is they buy their products anonymously meaning you can't tell from the name of the purchaser that they're with consumer reports i suppose they buy it from retail outlets not from the manufacturer, unless the manufacturer is the only source of the product. They don't just take review samples except for maybe a preliminary report. But the actual reviews are done with something that's purchased. Even if it's a Tesla Model S for over $100,000, they will go out there and buy it, which means they have a lot of money. But sometimes their reviews have a bit of disconnect, so we'll go there. So they compare in their preliminary review the HomePod against... The was a Google Max, their expensive one, the 399 speaker, and the Sonos One, which is $200. And, of course, the HomePod is $349, and there's no connection to the fact that the HomePod costs the same as the iPod (laughs) Hi-Fi. You will say to me, and I understand that, that there are concerns one might have about Consumer Reports' review process. I have heard several complaints about the HomePod. The principal complaints I've heard is that it doesn't fit in well with the home theater system. It's not designed to do that. It shouldn't have to. Second complaint I've heard is that Siri is not on the same scale as iOS Siri and doesn't do a very good job of handling whatever you might care to throw at it. But again, one has to understand the limits of Siri and learn how to talk to the device third thing I've heard about is this this business about leaving a residue on some surfaces. But I think that's just a tempest in a teapot. I'm on a team that is filled full of audio and musical experts. Dave Hamilton and Brian Chaffin and Jeff Gamet all have backgrounds in theater and music and performing and audio. I do not have one yet. 
And they have uniformly reported in every meeting we've had since February 9th that they appreciate the sound of the HomePod. And there are nuances to handling it. It depends on where you put it. Dave Hammond tells a story about how he inadvertently left a salt shaker in front of it. And the whole pod, which has a whole bunch of microphones, eight, I think, to pick up what it's hearing in the room and adjusting the sound pattern accordingly, picked up the salt shaker and started diverting the sound away from it, giving him a sort of an empty spot in the room. So after he removed the salt shaker and, and jostled the HomePod's accelerometer to let it know that it had been relocated, you use its digital signal processor to figure out what the acoustics of the room are. You want to make sure you put it on a solid surface instead of a, a carpeted surface. You want to make sure you keep it away from the walls. You want to make sure you don't have things sitting in front of it. And you want to make sure that if there are a few scattered things around it, you might want to consider raising it. Jeff Gamet found that by putting it on the top of a couple of books and raising it out of the way of some things that were on his table, the sound suddenly filled the entire room. So the key so, here is you don't want objects around it very close yeah, yeah. that so, can bounce off. So this device is capable of very good sound, but you have to sort of apply some basic principles and understand how to use it and read a little bit about it and put it in a good place. And it's a fine audio device, but it's not designed to compete against high-end devices. I wrote a couple articles about how if you approach it with a particular viewpoint and set personal standards and have idiosyncratic ideas about how you think it ought to operate and what you want it to do, you're going to have a very distorted perspective of the device. If you understand what its design points are and what Apple was thinking, you know, there's some things missing like AirPlay 2 and, and full room audio, but those things will come along later. If you understand how Apple designed it, what is it intended to do, what its customer profile is, its intended market, its technology, and you use it as intended, which most customers will, because they probably don't read a lot of detailed reviews that whine a lot, then you'll be pleasantly pleased with it and enjoy it for what it is. But I've been particularly annoyed by reviews where people have approached it from a standpoint of like, this is what I think it ought to do. It isn't doing it. So it's not a very good product. Okay, well, we have to look at a purpose. Is this something that is most suited to background listening? Yeah, I would, I would say so. It's in a situation where you want audio to fill the room in a casual environment where maybe you're not watching TV, or if you are watching TV, it's on a modest scale. You might have an Apple TV 4K talking to it through a home kid app and the home app and you might be casually listening to music while you're making dinner or talking with friends and it can do a variety of things like that i, I can see how some people might be annoyed that in order to use it with siri you have to have a apple music subscription that's one of those things that may or may not annoy people because very likely at least in the opinion of most of the staff of the mac observer if you buy a home pod it's chances are good you probably already have an Apple Music subscription. And so it's a no-brainer to move on. But if you don't have an Apple Music subscription, you can still stream from your iPhone or your Mac through AirPlay, AirPlay 1, and use it that way. You just don't have access to the Siri management options for selecting music. So again, it's important to know a little bit about it, know some of its limitations, 
understand how how it works and what it is. What do Consumer Reports complain about primarily? Was it the audio quality? Well, they haven't tested Siri yet. They're only comparing the audio quality compared to the other two. Now, understand, I assume they're all tested in the same listening room. I don't know anything about the positioning, whether there were objects in front of it or anything like that. I have no idea unless Consumer Reports provides a photo. The question I have about Consumer Reports also is how this room is treated. Is it a dead room like a studio, a controlled listening environment that doesn't have normal room reflections? I don't mean carpeting. I mean normal room reflections off the wall, that kind of thing. Or is it, like I said, a dead room? And a dead room is not going to mimic the normal listening environment. I have no idea about the placement. As you say, if you put a salt shaker in front of it, you're going to impact its ability to tune itself, something like that. The computer in in the HomePod will test the acoustics. And after, as Dave Hamilton reports, about a minute or two, it will have figured out all the reflection angles and where the walls are and set up the sound output pattern accordingly. Well, then, again, there could be something in front of it. It could be their listening panel consists of idiots or their expectations or preferences are different because there's another problem, too, that we forget about audio equipment. What I like, you may not like. And it's not because we have different backgrounds, which is part of it. Our ears will hear differently. There are thousands upon thousands of loudspeakers out there. And we'll get into more of this with John Martellaro on the other side of the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. See why our homegrown 
small business at sunny-bay.com has tried to help people just like you. Get your Sunny Bay heating pads at sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Or call 253-678-1361. For hot and cold therapy, sunny-bay.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So I'm Gene Steinberg. We're talking about this HomePod disconnect. So there are obviously thousands of speakers out there and you listen or you read reviews of these products. And some people say, this is great. This is the bee's knees. This is not so good. Now forgetting consumer reports because consumer reports sometimes test things rather weird fashion, like measuring the battery life of a notebook computer with browser (laughs) caching turned off as if everybody uses it that way. I don't know how they hope to represent this. It could be have been sitting right next to the Google Max. It could be sitting next to another speaker and thus, you know, maybe foul up the automatic tuning because that's not a normal placement. I have no idea. And hopefully Consumer Reports will let us know. Now, another thing here, Apple Insider did a critique of Consumer Reports. And surprisingly enough, the magazine responded and pointed to a few errors in the article and invited people who are concerned, like Apple 
and even Apple Insider to come to Consumer Reports. I think they're in Yonkers, New York. Fly down and look at their testing area. But I would have liked to see some information about positioning. Maybe the full review will have that. Unfortunately, CR sometimes generalizes so much you don't know. Also, they tend to have unusual responses to audio equipment. Things that get really good reviews in other publications aren't there. And it's not because the manufacturer has paid off those publications because they're getting a lot of competing products. So I don't know. A good example is uh, it's a little heavy on the base. And I read reports. And one of the reasons for that could be that Apple is trying to make sure that you understood that a little device like this had a really good woofer in it and was really able to generate some good bass in a way that other devices of a similar genre, intelligent speakers, cannot because of their design. And so they're emphasizing that. On the other hand, it's true that you don't get the control profile of the frequencies yet. So for somebody who's maybe a little more attuned to the treble frequencies and and not into the bass tones, they might find subjectively the uh, HomePod somewhat annoying. So as you just described, it really all depends on your tastes and your preferences and your experience. Or they might be corrupted by Beats headphones, which used to be very bassy, but I understand the latest models have been tuned to sound more balanced. I would hope there would be a way to do it other than your EQ in iTunes. I would hope there would be a way to say, Siri, give me less space or something. I think it's going to evolve. You know, the Apple Watch came out with that Watch OS 1.0, which was pretty dicey. And then we finally got the dock straightened out and the watch battery management was better. And I, I am looking forward to the evolution of HomePod. The, the real proof of the pudding won't be February of 2018, but it'll be June of 2019 when sales have ramped up and we've got HomePod OS 3.0 out. That, that'll be the test. As with any new product, it's really hard to get your head around it right away. Well, the thing to bear in mind, too, is that features like the missing EQ function, manual way to control things, that can be added probably in the software. Mm -hmm. There may also be improvements to the auto room recognition algorithm to find ways of improving in certain environments what kind of way it manages itself. I'm not assuming version 1.0, whatever you call the HomePod OS software, It's perfect. Now, we have the other example of an unfavorable review from our mutual friend, Kirk McElhern. I don't know if you read his stories. He said that depending on the musical material, which kind of surprised me, but depending on the musical material, it might sound really good or sound muddy and bassy or somewhere in between. He did try to use it with his TV set audio and he had a miserable experience. But as you say, It's probably not suited for that. But when they get to the point where they've got AirPlay 2 and the ability to set up two HomePods, wouldn't some people like it to work with their TV set with two of them? Well, one of the things you got to remember is is that a single HomePod simulates stereo effects. You don't need two HomePods to get stereo. But we're talking about surround sound. Well, I mean, it's only got stereo left and right channels right now. And it just generates those two channels in a a pseudo-separation by the way it sends out the sound pattern in the room. So you will hear stereo effects from a single HomePod. Stereo is also an illusion. 
You're supposed to be reproducing the impact of a three-dimensional space with two speakers. That is the way stereo works. With surround sound, even if you only have two front speakers, a sound bar with one speaker at each end or a couple of speakers at each end, and maybe a center-mounted bass unit, it will use some kind of algorithm to give you a wider sound stage, or sometimes the effect of something in the rear, although that takes well, a that's, bit. that's what full room is designed to do. When that's finally implemented and you have two home pods in the same room, the full room capability allows it to work together to communicate and solve latency issues and more completely fill out the audio room. That's what that's about. But Again, I understand the problem with a TV set audio right now. I just wonder why Kirk was getting totally different experiences with different music where one the bass is heavy one where it's not where the overall sonic signature is muddy well you know i guess audio equipment is probably in the same class as optics you can pay arbitrarily large amounts of money for optics you can go to walmart and buy a pair of seven by 50 binoculars for 29 dollars, and they're plastic lenses and plastic fittings and if you drop them their history or you can pair, buy a pair of Zeiss binoculars at Cabela's for $1,000. They're nitrogen-filled, you know, dielectric coatings. So audio is probably the same way. You know, there's a certain price point you hit with a computer and with Siri and with the woofer and with the speakers and the microphones. And you're going to get a certain level of sound quality out of a $350 device. And if you really want a device that's going to handle a wide range of frequencies, you know, then you're looking at, uh, you know, Marantz thousand dollar amplifier and some high-end speakers and different speakers with different drivers handling different frequencies you know so i've never heard an audio device that handled a wide range of songs really really well across all the domains from you know classical to rock to light jazz to whatever it's a tough challenge and again there may be situations here where the audio algorithms on the HomePod can be improved. I don't know. But Kirk is entitled to his preferences. I have concerns about consumer reports because we know about the funky testing situation. I await the time to listen to one. I'm going to go to an Apple store in the near future and spend a few minutes. I think I know enough about listening to audio, having once owned a real expensive audio setup before I sold it about 12 years ago to use the proceeds to help a relative who, of course, never paid me back, but that's another story. I will listen. I think I have a little bit of expertise, too, and we'll see what happens. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. 
I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Are you one of the 70% of Americans that want to own your own business, afraid to leave the security of your current job to pursue your dreams? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current job schedule, creating an extra income for you and your family by joining his crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text BEST33 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-33 to 443-443. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So anyway, we have John Martellaro wrapping up our segment on HomePod. And as I said, most reviews like it. 
in many cases love it. Consumer Reports says it's okay, but other smart speakers are better. But none compare to regular wireless speakers, which is interesting to me. I don't know why that should be a factor, but that's what they claim. We'll see what happens. I want to move to a totally different subject, although there is some audio aspect to it, too. Your conclusion from the CES 2018, John, it's safe to buy a 4K ultra-high-definition TV. Why has it become safe in 2018? The reason is, as we went through couple of phases of evolution of 4K technology. I'm going to use the term UHD because 4K is not quite technically right, even though it's very popular. Ultra high definition first came out around 2014-15 with a straight NTSE standard 8-bit color space, and it's just had more resolution on the screen, which you really couldn't use unless you were sitting really close. And the demos were from hard disks, There wasn't a lot of content on the internet or through cable. And so it was kind of a bust. And so if you bought one of those TVs in the early days, you spent a lot of money. Perhaps you didn't get a whole lot out of it. And the industry realized that what they needed to do was make the case compelling for customers independent of the distance that they sat. Because 4K TVs have this retina effect. If you sit too far away from them, they're indistinguishable from a high-definition TV. So the industry developed a class of technologies known as high dynamic range, which allows for deeper color and wider range of brightness and contrast and really brings to life the picture independent of how far away you sit. Those technologies were starting to get cooked in around 15 and 16 and really came out strong at CES January of 2017. And by the class of HDR technologies, what I mean is Dolby Vision, HDR10, and and most recently, Hybrid Log Gamma, which is mostly for broadcast high dynamic range. Not really strong yet. So a couple things happened. The industry jumped over uh, high, high dynamic range. Dolby Vision got particularly aggressive, removed the requirements for hardware. Uh, Studios started embracing this high dynamic range feature called Dolby Vision. TV manufacturers started coming around to it. Sony, which was kind of reluctant to jump in, jumped in in January of 2017. And so what we've got right now is we've got a pretty good standard for high dynamic range. That's called HDR10. We've got a a strong, I won't say contender, but supplement to that called Dolby Vision. And, And so what has happened in the last year is that the TV makers have been solidifying this, these advances, implementing them, testing them, getting them installed in their hardware, whether it's a receiver or an Apple TV. The Apple TV 4K supports Dolby Vision, HDR10, and HLG. And so we've seen this systematic rollout and, and refinement of the technology in the Dolby Vision libraries to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So at CES 2018, what happened? Not a whole lot in terms of the altering or the advancing of the technology. It was mostly stabilization phase. So there's nothing on the horizon right now that would make you say, oh, I need to wait. Oh, this is being nailed down, but it's not nailed down yet. The TV makers except Samsung are supporting all these technologies. In my articles, I've pointed to a a source page where you can find out what 
Blu-ray players are supporting it, what carriers are supporting it. Netflix has been particularly aggressive with Dolby Vision. There's lots of 4K content available from Amazon and Vudu and Netflix. Uh, there are uh, 4K Blu-ray players now that support Dolby Vision. So we're, we're getting into a sort of a maturity phase. And so if anybody's thinking about moving up uh, to 4K ultra-high definition, it's a pretty good time to do it. Prices have come down a lot. The technologies are mature, and there's nothing on the horizon right now that says, oh, oh, don't buy now. It's going to get better later. Not happening yet. This Not is the time I took advantage of the opportunity from Vizio to get in a long-term review unit in here, one of their 55-inch mainstream models, the M-Series, from last year. If you buy one at $700, just two or three years ago, such a set would be maybe 1200 It has both HDRs. It has Google Chromecast with the basic built-in apps and the rest you cast from your smartphone or tablet. So the basics are things like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and Vudu, which is the video purchase rental service from Walmart that is meant to compete with iTunes. So the other thing I found, by the way, in doing that is I no longer need to use Apple TV because I have no investment in the Apple ecosystem as far as digital content other than music. I don't listen to music on my TV set. Also, my soundbar has Bluetooth in it, so I could play my iPhone on my TV soundbar if I have to. And it's a 55-inch set in a bedroom that's not super large, okay? So there's a distance of maybe three feet from the bed to the TV set. And I'm sitting on the other side of the bed, the wife and I, watching the TV. And you can see the difference. Even on upscaled HD content, everything is better. Of course, it's got deeper blacks than the old set we had, which makes everything distinctively improved. Wider contrast ratio. But everything looks better. And then if you go on Netflix and watch HDR content, you really see everything richer, deeper, better. Not so much with the 4K, because again, we're kind of at the fringes of the area where you can see the 4K effect. Netflix doesn't seem to have as many 4Ks as Amazon, but I have no investment in Amazon content. So, for example, a recent TV show called Travelers, created by the creator of Stargate SG-1. You familiar with that show? show. This is one where they send the intelligence from the future back in time and takes over a body that's about to die. And the star is Eric McCormick, who also was on the rebooted version of Will and Grace. Don't know how they're going to continue with that with Will and Grace doing very well. But there it's 4K and HDR. And you just know it. The other show that we have is Stranger Things. And the little messages that Netflix puts up mention HDR, but not 4K. Maybe because it was shot with a lower resolution camera. I have no idea. Well, there's if, if it's HDR, it's got to be 4K because HDR is not supported on HD. Right. It could be, but it's not. Right. Yeah, the labeling is kind of interesting on uh, these streaming services. Some will say Ultra HD 4K, and then some will say Dolby Vision. And if it's Dolby Vision, then it's automatically 4K. So they have a kind of a cryptic nomenclature. Right, but they also have separate 4K icons on some. That was confusing. I I have to look it up and see. I have not seen that. Yeah, I do, because if you take Travelers and even Longmire, that... Oh, my Police procedural show. from <laughs> about a sheriff 
Folks, and, if you haven't seen Longmire, check it out. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It used to be on regular TV, and it has Katie Sackoff from Battlestar Galactica playing right. a deputy sheriff. Victoria Moretti. Right. And the other thing about the show is it shows the relationship between the Americans and the Native Americans. Because they live next to an Indian reservation. And some of that can get a little bit dicey. Because you have this gangster who runs one of the gambling casinos. And he's one of the major characters on the show. You know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen the full roster of the final season yet, so don't say anything. But the interesting thing about that story, by the way, quickly, is the author of the Longmire novels lives in a town of 50 people. We figure with the royalties from the books, he probably owns the town. <laughs> right? You think that so, I right? No. He has to. He has to. We've got more to come with John Martellero. About 4K, and then we're going to get into lots of other things on the Tech Night How Live. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. It's 
been said. Any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. One thing we'll get into right now is the fact that we have a special feature of the show called Tech Night Owl Plus. What that means here is we give you better audio and no network ads for a modest monthly fee. If you want to know more, go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. As John says, it's the right time to buy 4K sets because more and more of them have HDR, which is very important for improving the picture. The specs are better. The pictures are better. The prices are lower. I think it's reached critical mass now, and you're going to see more and more content. The stragglers right now are regular cable TV. I don't know of any cable companies offering 4K. DirecTV is offering a few 4K movies, but you have to have an internet connection, and they're streaming it over the internet instead of on a satellite. I just was getting to that. I know DirecTV has it. I'm not sure about Dish Network. It's at the beginning, okay? So... We assume that you'll see more of that. Also, you've got the new TV standard. ATSC 3, which I've just heard about. Exactly, exactly. And what this means here is that you will be able to watch broadcast TV in 4K. There are also going to be other restrictions and limitations there in setting this up. So I don't know what that means, but we'll have to find out. If you have a TV now, you'll have to buy a new tuner. And it's not even worth throwing out your TV just to get this if you have a good 4K set. What Vizio is doing is their sets do not even have tuners anymore. They call them home theater displays. Tuner-free, which makes it sound good. (laughs) Right. They're something free. But no, the reason they're doing this is very simple it allows them to save a small amount of production costs. But it also means that 
it's sort of kind of future proof because if you were to get one of these sets, you won't have to worry about replacing a tuner or paying for a component that's not ready yet. Can I say something about cables? Please. If you're upgrading from a high def system, you might want to get new cables. There are Apple recommends it. Uh, Dolby Vision and 4K are especially stressful on the capability of the cables. Not necessarily because the wire doesn't transport digital signals, but it has to transport those digital signals at a very high rate, which means that they have to have good uh, electrical properties, the connections that need to be good, the cabling shielding has to be particularly good. It has to be capable of transmitting an 18 gigabit per second signal. And so um, you can buy a good Belkin cable at Apple retail stores for 30 bucks and Dolby certified. So it's just one of the little pieces of the puzzle that you got to remember when you're putting your system together. Well, at this point, I wonder how long it'll take for the cable company to start delivering 4K. Because right well, now, you know, right now they're even offering still two versions of the regular channels. So like Cox is giving you the standard definition, high definition of most of the channels they offer. At some point, I assume, since HD's been here so long, they're just going to have to either do an online conversion as you're watching the picture, or maybe they're doing that now, find some way to provide more bandwidth for the higher definition. Well, you know, part of the problem is is that it's it's a complete system. You start with the studio, and the studio has to deliver it through a network, and the network has to be set up for a certain bandwidth. And if you've got 25 megabits per second for your uh, home Wi-Fi network, you know, you're in pretty good shape. But for the satellite carriers to you know quadruple their bandwidth, means that they, they probably can do it, but it means they wouldn't be able to carry as many channels. They can probably reconfigure their transponders, but then they wouldn't be able to carry as many channels, I'm guessing. And so it could require another satellite for for ground-based coaxial cable. It could be some trickery or bonding together channels like they do for internet. So um, it's an expensive proposition all the way through, whether it's over-the-air antennas and broadcast systems and TV cameras. Probably the last thing you'll see is live TV because those cameras were set up for high definition years ago, and it's going to be a long process. So when I started off with high definition in 2007, I was watching you know, a smattering of high definition channels, and we were all watching and complaining about how slow DirecTV was implementing high-def channels. But we got there, and by 2010 or so, as I recall, most of our channels were high-definition. So if you jump in, it's a learning process. It's, it's, an, it's an evolution. First thing that will happen is Netflix. Then the next thing has happened, you may, you, buy a, you may buy a Blu-ray player that supports 4K and Dolby Vision, and you can buy, you know, very important movies that are family favorites and, and that and play them directly. And the video that comes off a 4K Blu-ray player is at 100 megabits per second. Very few people have that coming into their homes. So you're going to get less compression and a really higher quality, less compressed image coming off one of those players. And then the last thing that come along will be your DVR and 
your your cable subscription and by then you may have cut the cord or then the cable and satellite companies will figure out how to deliver 4k more effectively maybe more compressed um so it's an evolutionary process and so it, it, don't expect everything to happen at once not expecting miracles here not at all no miracles but it's interesting nonetheless to see where that leads to. Any case, let's move to something else. Okay. 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 Let's talk about something else. What should we talk about? I know. I know. The iMac Pro. You got one? I know. I can afford that. Right now, I'll tell you what Mac I can buy right now. You got one for thirty dollars? New Mac. <laughs> Can I get a new Mac Is for thirty dollars? Centra six ten. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, what, I can buy a Centra six ten tomorrow. I think I can handle that. <laughs> all right, he's talking about here the fact that the iMac Pro, as we all know, starts at five thousand dollars for an eight core Xeon terabyte solid state drive, thirty two gigabytes of ECC RAM. But they offer a model with eighteen core Xeon. You can add up to 128 gigs of ECC RAM, which is humongously expensive, and a high-end 2-terabyte solid-state drive, and I think somewhat better graphics, which costs like $13,199 or something like that. And I actually know there are third-party dealers who are discounting as much as $1,000 off that. You know, if you really want to splurge. Okay, so what's it doing with 18 cores? And how do you exploit them? That was my question. So as soon as I saw, you know, we're all familiar with uh, you know, quad cores, dual core processors. And as soon as I saw that, you know, you could buy an iMac Pro with up to 18 cores, I, I asked myself a question. Are apps written to fully exploit 18 cores? And so what I did was I contacted a few developers people that I've had on my own podcast, The Background Mode, The Mac Observer, people like Mike Bombick and Jordan Hubbard and Greg Scown of Smile, and a fellow I know who's a professor who's an expert in OpenCL. And I asked them all to kind of give me a sort of a thumbnail sketch about how this works. And uniformly, they all reminded me that the key here is something called Grand Central Dispatch. GCD, GCD. This is a thread management tool built into Xcode that allows developers to better handle the launching and the management of threads. And as we all know, these advanced Xeon processors and the advanced core processors feature something called hyper-threading, which means that you can have two virtual cores per, two virtual threads per core. So if you've got 18 cores, you could theoretically have 16, I'm sorry, theoretically have 36 threads running simultaneously. The question is, does an app scale to that? And the question is the design of your app. If you've got a computationally intensive app, which needs to do a lot of independent processing so that it doesn't depend on the results of another thread, and goes out in a parallel processing way, does a lot of independent work, then you can launch a whole bunch of threads and you can fully exploit the capability of the hardware. 18 cores, more to come, but not 18 segments, just two. 
with John Martellero of the Mac Observer on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, John, explain to us as simply as we can more about how those 18 cores are being exploited or can be. It depends on the developer's app and the design of the app. If the app only needs to run in the main thread, which is the user interface, and a couple of other secondary processes to collect some information from services, then it may be bound in such a way that it can't really exploit 18 cores because of the design of the app. But remember, the iMac Pro is designed for technical and creative professionals. Here you're looking at apps like ProLogic and Final Cut and computationally intensive apps like you know Fluid Dynamic, Navier-Stokes solutions, and all sorts of other complex mathematical calculations, simulations where you can have multiple processes going on. If you design your app using Grand Central Dispatch to manage the bookkeeping of these threads, then you can expand to the full capability of the 36 threads, theoretically, of that machine. So that's the good news. The, good, the bad news is, is that you still have to attend to something called thread safety. 
to make sure that if they're accessing common data, they don't step on the data in the wrong way at the wrong time. But at least Grand Central Dispatch, which has been around since Snow Leopard, allows developers a more bug-free way to expand their app to the full capability of the hardware. As Mike Bombick says, quote, most developers don't know how many cores the end user's Mac will have, and they shouldn't care. Mac OS gives us tools to take advantage of those resources. We just have to write our software such that we're chucking the work into individual pieces that can be distributed by Grand Central Dispatch. So the answer is solved in that article I wrote. It was on February 7th called How the New High-End iMac Pro Utilizes Those 18 Cores. So the machine certainly has the capability in those cases where the app is designed to exploit lots of threads that will fully exploit the capability of the hardware. Now, just to bear in mind here, only a small number of apps can exploit those 18 cores. And that's what the iMac Pro is designed for. And that's why you'll spend $13,000 plus for the 18 core. Even the 8 core, you may find that your 4 core iMac with 5K Retina display, the top of the line model, is as fast or faster on most apps, except for that cross section because it's a specialized machine. Sure. Even if the app is designed to use all available cores, if, if the developer didn't design his app to need more than three or four cores and you've got four cores, you're not going to see a dramatic imp- improvement. I asked a guest on my own show about that, and I said, did you see a noticeable improvement visually? And he said, yes, but it was just noticeable, not dramatic. So it's in in those computational processes where you're you're really doing some heavy simulation work where you're you're seeing a, a time that's half or a third of what you were getting before on an ordinary Mac, computationally intensive. But if you expect your word processor to, to somehow be, you know, phenomenally faster, you know, forget that. And with those apps, a really fast drive can do wonders. So for most people, you can get a really nice iMac with 5K Retina display. And by the way, fully outfitted Max RAM, everything else is still over $4,000. It's not a cheap computer. But if you are careful about what you're getting and you watch yourself and you don't overdo it, you can get yourself a pretty fast machine that, as I said, probably for 90% of the users out there would be perfect. It's just that small subsection. And for that, you have to look at the apps and see what you're doing. Now, it just so happens that Final Cut is optimized in such a way to take advantage of special features of the regular core i7 processors and to take advantage of the Xeon with the extra cores. So in both cases, the actual performance ratings are not altogether different. That could very well be. So spend your money wisely. If you're a scientist at uh, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory and you're doing galactic simulations and you need to launch a whole lot of threads in a computationally intensive app, then you might want to consider doing that. Or you might want to consider an ordinary Mac with quad core and a really, really good graphics card and go with OpenCL, which is another approach. OpenCL is a a method of exploiting the thousand cores in a graphics card uh, with a framework around it called OpenCL. And there you get tremendous memory bandwidth and computational ability. But again, your app has to demand, it has to scale. If you're using 100 cores, is it going to run 10 times faster on 1,000 cores? If so, then you want to think about maybe OpenCL as opposed to a highly threaded app in the, in the CPU. 
So that's covered in my article as well. Now, wouldn't it be interesting here if app developers would list the platforms on which they perform best, especially optimized for an iMac Pro, something like that? Okay. So you know from the liner notes, oh, it's like 4K, you know. You know immediately this app is designed to exploit the capabilities of the iMac Pro, assuming the developer is not lying to you, and that might be a possibility. Let's move to something else here. Sure. Apple's product line is complex, and it's perfect. Now, understand by complex, Apple, of course, has more products in more versions than ever before. But if you compare, say, a Samsung Galaxy, there are probably 10 times as many models as there are iPhones, because they just have lots of models for no rational reason. But let's go on. Okay. What is your contention, sir? My contention is that people who are longing for the halcyon days of Steve Jobs' infamous or famous two-by-true product matrix, where you had the consumer line and the pro line, you had the desktop and you had the mobile line, those days are gone. That was done for a specific reason back in those days, 20 years ago, to save the company, to help the engineers focus on specific products, get the A team working on just the A-level products, and stop having the B team working on B-level products, and to develop something that was so cool that customers just had to have it. And they did. And so we had the iMac and the G3 Power Mac and some cool notebook computers And Steve Jobs saved the company by building great products and having just the best engineers work on the very best products. In time, however, Apple's product line has expanded. And that's something to be expected from a company that's growing and has a larger footprint in the market and necessarily has more competitors. Remember, 20 years ago when this product line came out, they were all Macs. Apple wasn't competing against uh, Sony, say, for example, for, uh, or Motorola in the iPhone, in the, in the smartphone market. There were no smartphones. Apple wasn't competing with tablet makers like Samsung. So you just had Macs. As, the, as Apple has grown as a company and has fleshed out its product line with tablets and phones and audio devices and television devices like the Apple TV and more advanced Macs, It's had to sort of shore up its product line. Apple has also become more global. And as we have seen over the years, different countries have different technical interests and different psychological interests in different kinds of phones. That's one of the reasons why we had the Rose Gold line come out, because that was highly favored in China for smartphones. So as Apple has grown as a bigger company and has more competitors and more is more global, it's had to compete in more ways with more companies. And that necessarily means a filling out of its product line. And so I got into a little bit more detail and a little more nuances there about, for example, you know, why is Apple still shipping the MacBook Air? And I explained that. Why does Apple need a, a headless 2018 Mac Pro when it's already got a really nice iMac Pro? And I talked about that. And I talked about why there's so many iPhone models, both the current generation and those of the past generation that you can buy at reduced prices, say, at at Walmart, like the iPhone 7 and maybe even the 6S. So if you think think Apple's product line is complex and confusing, 
I don't think it is. I think there's a, it's an understandable product line. You can go to their website and sort of click through the models, and pretty soon it becomes pretty clear to you what Apple's offering and what the features are that might appeal to you. We've got more to come with John Martellaro on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside of our borders. At Miles Franklin Limited, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Franklin Limited is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box system in North America, held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid foundational storage partnered with the most respected name in security. That's Miles Franklin Limited. Celebrating our 29th year in business without ever receiving a customer complaint. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Limited. A name you can trust. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. I'm Gene Steinberg, he's John, and we're going to spend one more segment talking okay. about the tech news. And he's talking about Apple's product line and explaining that even though Apple has more product lines, even though Apple offers more variations within those product lines, it's not too much. And especially with the iPhone where they've added more older models. But what that does is give people more choices of what to buy depending on their budget. And it's... Maybe not the same as having a cheaper model, but even building the same model that was out two or three years ago, like an iPhone 6S, which is a model from 2015, it still means that you're getting something that can handle the current operating system. It's not as powerful as the current models, but that would be the same with a cheap model of any product. So that's one way, and it's a predictable product for them to build since the production lines have already been created for them. Let's move on to one more thing. Apple's retail store experience hardly needs fixing. John, why do people think it might have needed fixing? I ran across an article uh, by an author who had a bad experience. The title of the article is, I had an Apple store experience from hell and then drew a dramatic unfounded conclusion. And it's clear there are larger problems with Apple's retail presence, which were not cited or proved in the article. And I started thinking about it because I spend many Saturdays a month in the Apple store that's close to me, either buying something or just checking things out or happening to be in the mall and dropping in to see what's going on or buying a new iPhone in the fall and, and doing some things in the store with it. So I have some experience in the new Apple stores and it is a sort of a controlled chaos. Yeah, there are lots of people, but if you walk into the Macy's or Penny's down the hall, you'll be hard-pressed to find a salesperson easily. They're very big and they're very empty and devoid of a lot of salespeople. So at least in the Apple store, when you walk in, there's a concierge with an iPad. And they ask you what your basic issue is, and they push you into a queue, and that gets you paired up with an expert, a sales rep. And this, this author found that whole experience of being interviewed asked to go sit somewhere, didn't see a checkout counter, didn't see signs, didn't see an indication of where they're supposed to sit. There's no clearly marked areas of the store like, you know, wait here or this section by name or customer service. No, no cash registers visible. It seemed like it was kind of like an open-ended experience that was uncomfortable and annoying. And then she had to wait quite a while because it was very, very busy. 
and several different reps at different levels of expertise and authority had to work with this author. So um, I can understand how somebody in a very busy time of the day in a major metropolitan area, I think this was New York, might have an uneasy feeling about whether they're being attended to. But all things considered, I have never had a bad experience in the Apple stores. They're all very friendly and they're all very knowledgeable. And to draw the conclusion that there are, in an ominous fashion, larger problems with Apple's retail presence is really kind of unfounded. And so I kind of went into the details of that, analyzed the article, compared it to my experiences, compared to the experiences in other retail stores. And I recently had a bad experience at Macy's trying to find a way to pay for my purchase. You know, it's, it's, it's really easy when you go into an Apple store, you pick something off the wall, and it's not long until somebody approaches you. Even if you don't check in with a concierge, it's easy to find a salesperson. You go doink with your iPhone or your Apple Watch, and you're paid with Apple Pay, and you're out of there. That's a buying experience that's not duplicated in any other store I've ever been in, except maybe Nordstrom's or some places where they take Apple Pay, and there's, there's, they're more keen on customer service. So how the author concluded that there are larger problems is a pretty dramatic claim, and it's guaranteed to elicit page views, but it's never substantiated by any research or long-term exposure to the stores and any kind of systematic analysis. It's an example of one. Isn't, yeah, it's a one-off experience, and to write about that as if there were big problems with Apple is really not a very productive way to approach analysis of Apple's retail store. At least come a second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing as my problem is everybody's problem. So you buy a Mac and maybe you get the one with the bad RAM installed. That happens. Or something goes wrong and under warranty you have it fixed. Now, if the warranty repair process proves troublesome, there are undue delays, you have a right to be upset over it. But a certain percentage of retail products from any manufacturer, from cars, even luxury cars, down to an Amazon Echo, are going to be defective or develop defects very early in their life cycle. And where a company excels is how they handle the problem, not how they do things when everything exactly. works well. How do they handle that problem? Now, in the case of going to an Apple store and there are too many people there, what do you do? Throw them out? Well, get to them as fast as you can get to them in a, in a way that's methodical. And there are going to be peak times when people are going to be annoyed. But, you know, you walk into a Apple store anywhere and you won't just see one or two people in their characteristic red or blue shirts. You'll, in any size Apple store, you'll see dozens of Apple employees and so the, the chances of getting somebody's attention and having a successful experience are awfully good. And of course, the one thing to learn, if you're going in there for a specific purpose that needs an appointment, a Apple genius, make the appointment in advance. You know you're going to need to upgrade your RAM or your computer or iPhone or something is misbehaving. You don't just walk in. You know, it's the same thing. Go to your car dealer and say, I'll give me an oil change. And maybe they have time. On the service right. bays, maybe they don't. Or I want something more sophisticated, replace the air cleaner, fix this transmission noise. You don't just walk in unless it's an emergency. You make an appointment. I've never had an experience where when I just walked into the store and didn't register with the concierge, 
that I wasn't able to find somebody who was not completely occupied with a customer because I never interrupt a salesperson when they're talking to another customer. But sometimes they're just walking along and it's clear that they're not in a rush. They're not headed towards some urgent mission. Or maybe they're chatting with another employee. And if they're chatting with another employee, that's certainly an opportunity to, you know, with a smile, approach them and say, hey, can you help me for a second? And I never had them den- deny that request. That's a, a good thing in the Apple retail stores. The other thing that the author complained about was the way Apple Care service was carried out. And Apple did what it was supposed to do. And it happened, it happened that there was a failure, as you mentioned before, with the repair process. And the author had to come back and uh, follow up. And the result was is that instead of a repaired phone, in the end, the author got a brand new phone perfect out of the box. Okay, give them a good rating. That's the end of it. Hey, John, tell our listeners how <laughs> yeah. we can find more of your stuff. Hey, I'm senior editor at the Mac Observer, www.macobserver.com. Come on by. Thank you, John Mortolero, for joining us on the Tech Night Alive. Hey, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. 
Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So we have Josh Centers, the managing editor for Tidbits, and he has a few things going on there that we'll talk about, including the fact that he now has his own Apple TV 4K. You didn't subscribe to this Dish Network Now or whatever it is, whatever they're offering that free for. Yeah, that's that's actually exactly what I did. The Direct TV Now. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, yeah, Direct TV Now. Now you notice, by the way, the reason I mix that up is because it used to be a Direct TV was a top-rated cable or satellite provider for customer support. Now it's Dish Network. Does that give you a clue? All right. But it's actually a pretty good deal. You can subscribe for three months, pay it, get your Apple TV 4K and cancel, I guess. Well, the Apple TV 4K starts at 179 I paid 115 bucks after taxes for four months of DirecTV Now, and I get the quote-unquote free app. So, I mean, even if I never watch DirecTV Now, I'm still getting a pretty good deal. Do so, you have to agree to anything more than four months? No, it's just uh, there's no contract. You just prepay that oh, amount. That's good. So I can just, if I decide, pay for the four months, get the service, cancel after four months, and never think about it again. If I wanted an Apple TV 4K, I have a 4K set. Do I want an Apple TV 4K? No. <laughs> 
so something I do need to update your listeners about, because this is something I complained about a lot on tidbits and uh, basically every podcast that I've been on, is that my Sony TV, you might recall um, I was saying that the HDMI ports um, were HDMI 2.0 and not HDMI 2.1, and it kept them, they could receive 4K, but they could not receive HDR, which to me, I think HDR is a lot more interesting than 4K for a number of reasons. Well, anyway, I discovered recently when I was just prowling through uh, the settings on my TV, which I hadn't done in a while, that apparently at some point, one of the updates they sent out for this TV enabled um, HDR because there was a setting for um, turning the dynamic range on and off on each of the HDMI ports. I was like, wait a second. So when I got my uh, Apple TV 4K the other day, I went through the settings, and it's it was set to SDR, which I guess is like the not HDR. And I, I manually forced it to go to 4K 60 uh, hertz HDR, and it worked, surprisingly, even with the cable I had. I thought it kind of acted like I was going to need a special cable, but no, it works just fine, and it looks great. The interesting thing, though... And, you know, I've knocked the built-in Android TV software, you know, on my TV for being so slow. But the Apple TV 4K, and, and, and I'm curious if other people have experienced this. Well, and from the forums, it seems like some people do. When I turned on HDR on the Apple TV, it became just really slow and sluggish. You know, the Apple TV interface is usually pretty snappy. But, yeah, now it's it's kind of slow and clunky now. I'm not sure if the trade-off was worth it, but the picture... You know, I played uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That's a really good HDR movie to try it out with, um, even if you have like an iPad Pro or a recent iPhone, because you get HDR in those. And it, it looks incredible. But yeah, it, it makes the whole thing kind of sluggish. That is strange. You know, here's why I've said this before I haven't really been interested in Apple TV. I don't have this large repertoire of movies purchased from Apple. Mm hmm. I also have Movies Anywhere where I could watch them anyway. And Movies Anywhere has apps for different platforms. Yes. The Vizio set we have here has Google Chromecast. And what it is, a subset of the apps are included with the set. And then you could just cast all the other channels from your smartphone. Right. Yeah, my TV has that too built into it. Okay, now I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I have Amazon. I have Vudu. Vudu is from Walmart. It's kind of like iTunes where you can rent movies or buy movies, okay? And they all get the right. same movies at the same time. I right. don't know about any exclusives, and the prices are all competitive. All right. Since I can watch those movies that I have on Movies Anywhere, I haven't used the Apple TV. I set up this set early in December. I have the Apple TV third generation. I haven't had a feeling that I need to get the apple tv 4k although i would now because with a 4k set except i haven't used the apple tv i watch netflix with a built-in app which is enabled with the vizio remote i'm watching stranger things very slowly i'm about halfway through the season finally and i'm going to catch up on the punisher and the last season of longmire all available in 4k with it hdr shows. okay that's it for me when justice league is available for rent next month. I will rent it from Vudu. I don't need the Apple TV 4K. Wait the, until it's a 99 cent. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, I might do that. With Justice League, it might come fast because Justice League didn't do as well as they expected. It probably grossed about 50 or 100 million less than they would have wanted at the very minimum. But regardless what they do, the point is here is the Apple TV does nothing for me. And although I could get a cheap one, obviously, if I go for the direct TV now scheme, meh. Oh, hey, well, DirecTV now also has a deal on, on a Chromecast Ultra. I can't remember. I think it was like 50 bucks or something. I don't know. Oh, it's like a free Chromecast Ultra if you pay for two months of service. Maybe I should sign up on another account. <laughs> Maybe I should get my wife to sign up, and then we can get a cheap Chromecast Ultra, too. Do you um, really need one? I don't need anything, I, <laughs> but it'd be nice to have. Well, so I tell you what's weird is my TV has the Chromecast built in. But here's what's weird, Gene, on Android TV. This is a known issue. Um, you cannot Chromecast Netflix to it. Like, Netflix has done something weird with their Android TV app where it blocks you from Chromecasting to it. So you have to use the app. And it, it drives me nuts because I, I recently got a and, – and this is where I'm getting into – really getting into Chromecast now. I recently picked up a Google Home uh, Mini it's like a HomePod or Alexa, but it was 39 bucks and it's small. It has a built-in Chromecast uh, transmitter, whatever you want to call it. So what's amazing is, this is really cool. I can say, okay, Google, uh, play, uh, you know, like Mad Max Fury Road. And it will pull that, it will turn my TV on and play that movie. And I can tell it to stop. And mind you, I don't even have this in my TV room. I have it in my kitchen. And I can just, I don't have to yell at it. In fact, it's talking to me right now, even with my office door closed. So I can just, you know, sit any pretty much anywhere in the downstairs of my house and talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on a second. <laughs> We're going to pause momentarily here and remind you about Tech Night Out Plus. It's a version of this show free of the network advertising. And we offer it to you with better quality audio. All you have to do is go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. We explain how it all works. And by the way, we take PayPal now or your credit card through PayPal, but we hope to offer more payment options, even an e-check. Okay? So more things are coming. And that's for Tech Night Owl Plus. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know how much of that you want to cut because it's pretty funny. <laughs> no, actually, I'm leaving it because I did an announcement. And I okay. enjoy listening to your mind self-destruct <laughs> on radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Centers is self-destructing before our very eyes. Now, let me tell you one more thing. I got a press release from Mike over at the Vizio PR agency the other day. They now allow you, and remember, it comes with Chromecast built in. They allow you now to also use Alexa. Oh, cool. To control the TV set. And guess what I'm not going to bother doing? That's right. I'm not going to bother with Alexa either because I have no problem tapping a button on my remote. And as far as the interface with Netflix, it's fine. It's perfectly usable. I'm not really worried about it. We'll have more to worry about, or not, on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. 
Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. We're talking with Josh Centers, who is self-destructing quietly because his Google thing, the voice is haunting him <laughs> you know he's ready to call the ghostbusters but he prefer bill murray he prefer bill murray he doesn't want the new ones he wants bill murray to come over and do it because the rest of them don't rate okay so let's just get well, that really I, I want egon but egon is unfortunately no longer with us but well you but can have actually, the ghost of egon actually i'll take dan Aykroyd because dan Aykroyd knows his stuff yeah dan Aykroyd was a main writer on the original Ghostbusters, and Dan Aykroyd has a genuine interest in the paranormal. For real. See, UFO stuff new, like that, he really does have an interest. See, that's why the new Ghostbusters wasn't as good, because Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis were both really into occult and UFO stuff, so they were legit. I mean, and you can't beat legitimacy. <laughs> he wasn't just making stuff up. Um, anyway, so I want to talk about the TV thing, because I'm really getting into the whole Chromecast side of things, right? And um, although my Google Home just kind of went crazy. But see, that was my point, though, was that it's it's so sensitive. I don't have to yell at it. I, you know, I can sit here at my office and whisper and control my lights and control my TV. And if you have, um, if you subscribe to not DirecTV now, but YouTube TV, you can say things to the, the Google Home. Uh, you can say, hey, play CNN on my TV or play play NBC on my TV. And it will and it will just turn your TV on and, turn, and change the channel. So I think that's really cool. And you know, also as I, as I use more of these these TV things, I, 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 the Roku is pretty nice, and you know, the Fire TV is not so nice, and uh, the Apple TV is nice but kind of expensive. But I think the best one in the long run it, is the Chromecast because I don't have to mess with anything on the TV. I don't. I never have to type a password in on a TV. I don't have to you know deal with anything on the TV. It's just a nice little pretty picture they got there, and then I look at my phone, I play something, I hit the Chromecast button, and it's playing on my TV. And most of the time, it works really well, So, except for like weird bugs like with Netflix and Android TV. Android TV just isn't very good anyway. So I, I think that's really the way to go, right? Because, I mean, the only thing you're missing out on is you know the family as a group looking at the screen to pick something out to watch, but... I don't know. I don't think that works very well anyway, because there's so much indecision and all that. You know, it's I just I think it's way easier just to, you know, you, you pull up on your phone, you search, you type on your phone. You know how to use a phone. You know, you don't have to. You have some weird remote and you just you just sent to your TV. You see uh, here. Here's the thing. I do it even more simply. I have Cox. And the reason I have Cox here is because the apartment is designed in such a way and the property manager's requirements are such you can never put a satellite here. I see in theory where it could be done, but the regs are too tight. So it 
won't be done. I will not have satellites. So Cox is fine. I mean, really speaking in terms of TV services, it's the same stations and the quality is about the same and all that. I use the Cox remote for the Cox box called Contour. And it also controls the volume from the Vizio soundbar because it's very easy to configure. And the TV set, which is also easy to configure. The only time I ever have to use any other appliance is when I'm watching the Netflix app from the TV because there's a way to program it, but it's just as easy to push the Netflix button on the Vizio remote. And from there, I can navigate with this four-way control similar to the one on the original Apple TV remote. It's got a volume control. It's a perfectly usable remote. So I grab it out for that one purpose, the second remote. And you know what? It would take me more time to program a universal remote than it's worth for the times I use it because it's really, really simple. Right. And that's it. My life is simple. I don't have to screw around with talking to things. I've been using remote controls on TV sets for what, 50 years? Who knows? The thing is here is that it all works fine for me. It's just like I don't need to connect it home from my washing machine and refrigerator because I think it's something looking for a purpose. It's a technology looking for a purpose. I My life will end if I don't have internet-controlled washing machines and toaster ovens and refrigerators. My life will end because I can't press a single button to control my appliances. This is going to be it. I can't open the door on my refrigerator. I guess you can still open the door. I mean, I never set anything. I just put stuff in there and it's got the right temperature and I take stuff out of there. So sometimes I think technology does too much. And we think about the connected home. And why do you want to pay more for something? Put yourself in danger of internet hackers because internet of things devices may or may not be secure i'm assuming apple's is and i'm thinking maybe if i was a young person starting out with brand new appliances i would care now you're kind of an old-fashioned guy and i think you've already because you're writing about technology and i am too i think you've already pushed the envelope you know it's interesting i i tend to be a little uh, well very skeptical of smart home stuff and voice assistant stuff. And then, and look at me now, I have a a thermostat with Alexa built into it, which I'm probably going to turn off the Alexa because I don't find Alexa very useful. Um, And and now I have a Google wiretap in my house. And by the way, do you really want Jeff Bezos to be listening to what you have to say? (laughs) He's sitting right there in his office over at the Washington post. And he's thinking, you know, Will this help me increase my fortune to like 110 billion? Oh, I would love Bezos to listen to what I have to say to him, but he he wouldn't want to hear it. <laughs> and, then, and then I'd have like some kind of drones flying bombing in my house. Um, but that's another show. Uh, it's funny you mention that because um, oh, well, I guess I can reveal a little secret on the show uh, since it is very near completion. But I have been working on a home automation book for Take Control. And it's due uh, hopefully very soon. Um, and by the way, if, if you don't finish on time, Joe Kissel will be right at your home. Oh, I'm, I'm already past deadline. <laughs> We've already been over that. So I, I have a lot, I'll have a lot, a lot of thoughts in this space. Um, 
I will say this. I'm generally um, suspicious of these things, and, and they have to offer um, – A, they have to offer some kind of way to turn the bloody thing off, and they have to offer enough benefit to make it worth my time. Um, I don't like just to automate things. And this is one of the things I say in the book is that I don't just uh, don't just automate stuff just to automate. Think about the actual problems you can solve. Um, you know, I think one of the one of the most useful things for a home is is a set of hue lights. Um, and, and the thing I like about the hue lights is if if they ever go crazy, you can uh, which I've never had a real problem out of them. Um, I've used them for a few years now. Uh, you just unplug the hub. And they're regular light bulbs. I mean, overpriced light bulbs, but they're just regular light bulbs. Um, uh, but they get, uh, they give you a lot of benefit. Um, you know, for instance, I walked into my office this morning. It was dark because it's raining outside. I just said, okay, Google, turn on my office light. And it turned it on. Um, and it's funny because I wrote a book about HomeKit. Now I'm using Google stuff too. But, um, you know, I could have done it just as easily with Siri, especially if I had a HomePod. But that's, that's the kind of thing that's legitimately useful. And it's... You know, I, I have a light switch right there, but it turns on the overhead light, and I don't like overhead lights. I like my floor lamps, so it turned on my floor lamp on the other end of the office. And then while, I, while I'm sitting here, if it's too bright or if it's not bright enough, I can just talk to Siri or Google or whoever, and and have my light, you know, turned up, turned down. I can't do it with this bulb. I can change a color if I really need to. Um, it's it's genuinely useful. And I've never had a security issue. And if I did, it would be really easy to fix that. Honestly, the, the scariest home automation device in my house is, is this thermostat I have. I have an Echo B thermostat. Lovely device, but it, it is wired into my heating and cooling system. It has Alexa built in, so it has a microphone and a speaker. Um, it has multiple motion sensors. And it reminds me of this every time I walk by it because the screen changes. All it needs is a camera to, to be um, the ultimate spy device in my house. And I won't lie. I mean, as much as I like it, it spooks me a little bit. And, and that's not a knock against Echo B. A, a Nest would be even worse because then it's plugged into Google's thing. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things. It's, just, it's your comfort level. And it's what, you know, what can these things solve for you? You know, I don't like doing it just as a novelty well, that's a lie. I kind of do like it as a novelty, but you know, I mean, just as a as an everyday thing, you know, because you know, I'm married, I have a kid. Well, my kid loves the colored lights and stuff, but you know, I don't need to just add complexity to stuff just to add complexity. But when we moved houses, it took me a long time, like a few weeks, few months, before I set up um, my home animation stuff again. And part of that was because I wanted to walk through all of it for the book. I knew the book was, you know, a deal in progress. And besides which, he had to move just to be able to do this book, I think. We've got Josh <laughs> Sanders of Tidbits. More time with our friend on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So from the wilds of Tennessee, deep in the bowels of a deep cavern that once used to be a satellite bunker, or was it a secret bunker for Stargates? Is that what your home used to be? I'm not saying. You know, they have this new Stargate series now. Do they? It's like a prequel. Mm. It's what happened, you know, many years ago when they first discovered the Stargate. I like the movie with Kurt Russell. I never got into the show. Whenever I had some friends who were really into the show. I just didn't get into it. I love the movie, though. I love that movie. Roland well, originally, originally, Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich, who also did Independence Day, they yeah. envisioned several films, I think three films. And I don't think at the beginning they thought that MGM would not accept them for the TV show, but they hired a completely different crew to run the TV show. <laughs> and, and what they did here, of course, they hired MacGyver, the original MacGyver. Right. Richard Dean Anderson. Right. To be play the same role that Kurt Russell played in the movie. And they hired a somewhat look-alike for the original Daniel Jackson, James Spader. James Spader. Right, and in his days before... When he had hair. <laughs> when he had hair, but, you know, you before, never know with actors, you know. William Shatner. Well, you know, same thing with William Shatner. He hasn't had real hair for years, even. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Most actors over 60 <laughs> or 50... Most male actors probably have some enhancement. Even, for example, Henry Cavill's Superman. You know, it's thin in there, man. He's a man. You know, they but, give him enhancement. He, Who cares? Well, so do they CGI the hair in his head as well as the mustache? <laughs> if people don't understand what that is, it's a big joke. He plays the villain in the latest Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise. And he grew a really nice mustache for it, really evil-looking mustache. And But he had to go back to do reshoots for Justice League as Superman. So they CGI'd 
the mustache. I would have thought he would have shaved and they'd give him a fake mustache. Because fake mustaches are common. Mm-hmm. But no, he kept the mustache. Some people say you can see it. And I think, who cares? I mean, I'm, I'm going to yeah. look at this guy's face to see if I can see remnants of the mustache that was CGI'd out. Why? I think it would have been more interesting. And I've, I've seen the, they kind of did a weird job of CGI. Like, he's very toothy looking. And in the movie, I kind of wish they just had him keep the mustache. Because that would have been cool. Just a Superman with a mustache. Superman's been dead for a while. He's just not caring. He's not doing the Superman thing. He grew a mustache, right? He's just, he has no obligation to anyone. He just grew a mustache for a bit. <laughs> you know? Well, remember here, he had a mustache and a, he had a mustache and a beard in Man of Steel in the early part of the movie. Do yeah, you remember? Yeah. Not really. It's kind of a forgettable movie. But yeah, I mean, why not? Why not have a mustache? Anyway, back to Stargate, which is how it started. There is a TV series called Stargate Origins. Okay, first three episodes have dropped. And the it's available on an app called Stargate Command. All right? Okay. And because I'm in the media, they gave me a press pass. Okay. All right? So I have it right here. I'm trying to look here what else they offer here. They offer... All the Stargate stuff. So if you really cared about the TV, you can watch it. I think they also offer the movie. Let me see if they offer the original movie. I'm not sure if they offer the original movie or not. But that's okay. I kind of liked it. I thought, however, that they stole too many ideas from Star Trek. Mm. All right? There were Star Trek concepts in there. A lot of them. And I think part of it is they even brought in some of the stars from the Star Trek various series, like Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some other people. So a handful of actors from different Star Trek series were brought to Stargate. And I think they were hoping to grab some of the Star Trek fandom. I have no idea why we're talking about this. Any case... (laughs) There's just no tech news. There's no tech news. <laughs> ah, I, know. I do that sometimes with Jeff Gamut. We don't do the tech. Well, the tech stuff, of course, was on the Connected Home. The tech stuff was about the Apple TV 4K, which I have no reason to use. You know, I pulled up some 4K stuff just last night on my Apple TV 4K just because I really wanted to try it out. And uh, I looked up one thing. There's this show on Netflix it's called The Hunt, and it's like a, it's like a nature documentary kind of thing. And it looks incredible. I was like, oh, man, this looks so amazing. This looks so good. And then just to check my assumptions, because I was thinking at the time, man, this looks so much better than, than my built-in Netflix app on this 4K TV, on the Android TV. And then just to check my assumptions, though, I switched over to the Android TV version. Looks looks exactly the same. Looked exactly the same. Look, every, I mean, it still looked amazing, but, I mean, I could see all the hairs on the deer running and you know, all that stuff. But I mean, you know, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the Apple TV 4K looks better than the other ones. I I haven't seen that. My in-laws have, have a Roku, a TCL Roku TV. 4K stuff looks amazing. Um, HDR, you know, all that looks amazing. And this is awkward because I'm also working on an Apple TV book update. And, you know, it's a, it's a project I, I initially went to with a ton of passion. This is back when it was the third gen Apple TV. And just this update, I don't know, I, I can't hide it. I, can't, I was not that enthused. And 
the, the Apple TV, just, it seems like Apple doesn't care that much. And then they kind of release a, a Me Too product. And then when they release it, it's um, it's so expensive, like 180 bucks. Like I, look, I'm, I wrote the book on it. I was not going to spend 180 bucks on this thing. You know, for a little over 100 with the DirecTV, that's pretty. That's a decent deal. But the Roku interface is really nice now. Uh, Chromecast is a pretty good ecosystem. You know, you have movies anywhere. So your movies, most of your movies aren't going to be locked into iTunes and, and the handful of indies that might be. I can buy them again for cheap. Actually, and usually Amazon or Google or whoever is cheaper than iTunes. You know, this is something I've been finding. Uh, here's a tip for you. If you want to buy movies, if you have movies anywhere, just you know, don't buy them through iTunes. Go look on Google and Amazon because I guarantee you, especially on Google, they're almost always at least like cheaper. Like for instance, Justice League, it's twenty, it's uh, twenty bucks on i on iTunes. It's fifteen on Google, and you buy it, and it'll sync through movies anywhere, and then you'll have an iTunes anyway. So there's literally no reason to unless you're just lazy and want to buy it through your Apple TV. So there's a tip for you. But, you know, I'm just not super enthused about Apple TV. I don't think a lot of people are. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, they've put so much hardware into this thing. And, and the interface is super nice. You know, this is something they've got nailed down pretty well. Uh, but they could be just be doing so much more. And it's it's frustrating that they don't. I was looking here at Justice League from Voodoo. It's 1999, regardless of which version you want. And if you want a physical media 4K Blu-ray, it's $2 more than the non-4K. The rent will be available March 13th. So I'll check in. That's Voodoo. And That's you say Voodoo. Amazon? I will see what Amazon charges. Oh, Amazon. I just checked. I literally checked Google Play this morning because I was... Um, that's another thing too. Audiobooks. My wife's really gotten into audiobooks, and they're very expensive through iTunes. And your your other alternative is Audible. And I checked Google Play, and apparently they just recently added audiobooks, and they're selling audiobooks for um, well, you get like upfront discounts if you've never bought one before, but then the regular prices are like less than twenty dollars, and in a lot of cases less than ten dollars. And and for good audiobooks like Neil Gaiman, uh, Stephen King, like Stephen King's It. Oh, that's I'm sorry, that's the ebook. He's not dead. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, not yet anyway uh let's see you know uh, remember he's dealing with a mystic so you may indeed suffer i just went right over my head okay yeah justice league the movie um google play 14.99 14.99 and that's uh 4k hdr all that stuff um so there you go see and you, and you uh you save money that way and it syncs through movies anywhere right but the only reason i will buy a movie is if I want to see it over and over again. And that's very rare. So <laughs> in a situation like this, I will rent it. I will splurge and pay five ninety nine to rent this movie. And that's it. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. 
And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-33 to 443-443. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. 
If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So I think we've had enough to say about Apple TV and Roku and Chromecast and it's boring. And yeah, it kind of is because they're all, you see what's happened here is they've all become commodity products. You see, that's what has happened with this business. And that's why Apple isn't selling you a brand new TV set because all the major manufacturers have similar features and the picture quality may be judged slightly better or worse, but most people probably won't see it. So I think it's a commodity. And that's it for now, unless Apple comes up with something. What Apple may be coming up with, of course, is their TV shows. And with that, well, you know what? That might be interesting right there. Apple with their TV shows. And I think who agrees with me on this? One of the people I just talked to agrees with me on the show that it'll be offered as part of Apple Music, like carpool karaoke. Uh, Value-added section for Apple Music. And why? Because now they've got something to differentiate themselves from. I am actually planning to cancel Apple Music. I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going to Google. Because for the same price, I get Google Music. And all these music services are commodities now. None of them have exclusives. They all sound the same. They all kind of look the same. Um, So I don't have to use iTunes. I can also upload my own music to Google. And I get YouTube Red, so I don't have to listen to – I can listen to YouTube videos in the background, and I don't have to put up the ads. Plus, I work with my, uh, my Google Home thing, which is way cheaper than uh, a HomePod, and it doesn't leave rings on my table. So, Don't buy a Sonos, by the way, because it also leaves rings on your table. <laughs> don't buy any audio system that has silicon base or feet. Right. They will leave rings on your table if it's waxed or oiled. The point here is Apple gets blamed for it. But as Mike Prospero at Tom's Guide confirmed, the Sonos has the same problem. I just think Apple might have been more forthcoming. But then I think here is that probably Apple expected people to realize this. Just get a mat and leave it alone. You know, people are now selling or preparing to sell mats and coasters and things like that for your HomePod. So you don't have to worry about the marks. Here's the thing with Apple, though. Apple will put out a video, like a 20-minute long video with Johnny Ives salivating over leather or, I don't know, transparent aluminum or wherever the material of the day is. You know, Apple loves to brag about their knowledge of materials and design and the pleasure of design and the luxury and all this stuff. And, and, And they're also charging... You know, I think the Google Home Max, it's like 400 bucks. So it's it's technically the most expensive, but the HomePod's pretty dang expensive. I think it's reasonable to expect if you spend 350 bucks on a speaker, it will not damage your antique furniture. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, we just published an article in Tidbits about this. I know something about woodworking, so I'll just add something to this. The oil-based finishes, you know, as opposed to painting or, or shellacking or varnishing or polyurethane, stuff like that. You know, the bad thing about oil-based finishes, they're they're not especially protective. Basically, the oil just fills the wood and it darkens it and it keeps the moisture out, right? So that's the way that works. They do uh, need a little bit of maintenance, right? You need to rub a little oil in them every, every so often uh, to keep the wood from drying out and to keep 
uh, you know, moisture from seeping in. So that's something you need to do anyway. I personally like to use a little Murphy's oil soap, uh, cleans the table, adds a little oil to it, you know, generally keeps things looking pretty good. Um, so that's something you need to consider anyway. If you have this type of furniture, you know, and you're like, oh, this is very expensive antique custom made or whatever. Well, you need to know how to take care of it then. And so this issue, I, I still think it's one of Apple's biggest screw ups. I, I don't think there's any expectations that you, that you need to set a coaster under a speaker. And now, all, of course, all the Apple defenders are like, well, of course you stick a coaster under your speaker. What are you crazy? I'm like. No, that's never been a problem before in the history of speakers. No one's had to put a friggin' coaster under their speaker. You put it under a drink because the condensation will seep into the wood regardless of the oil, and then it'll leave a stupid-looking ring, although usually that'll come up too on its own. And so what's happening with the silicone, the silicone apparently, um, and this happens with apparently pledged furniture polish too, but silicone repels oil. And so what happens is you set this HomePod on the oiled wood and the silicone pushes the oil away and that's what leaves the ring and so apparently you often what happens is you lift the home pot up and the oil will flow back to where it was and if it doesn't you can kind of rub it a bit or you can add a little more oil uh, you should be doing anyway so that's kind of what's going on there i don't think apple deserves any credit for it they're the arguably the biggest company in the world. They have all these labs, they have all these design geniuses. They should test this stuff in a room that isn't like Johnny Ive white room. And that's all the pictures they showed of HomePod beforehand. It was like it's a blank white room with white furniture. It's all plastic or aluminum or whatever. And here's the HomePod sitting in the middle of the soulless, blank, deserted room. You need to set it on things and make, make sure it doesn't happen. But I think Apple knew it was going to happen because they had a very quick PR response to it. You know, maybe there were very special reasons they had to use this silicone. Apparently, it's common to use it for sound dampening so you don't get buzzing and vibration on hard surfaces. They should have just said uh, a little warning in the box. Look, if you have oiled wood furniture, do not set it. And now they're going to have to deal with all these lawsuits. I'm guaranteed there's going to be there's probably at least one class action lawsuit already. And right. But the thing is here, Sonos is doing it, too. They are a long-term manufacturer of audio equipment, and they realize the benefit. Also, how many other speakers, portable speakers, have silicone feet or bases on them? Because Apple implies in their statement this is a normal decision made in the audio business. And Apple's not alone. We see Sonos is not alone. Who else is doing it? And maybe we need to research this more. But, you know, more of the point, I don't care about Sonos. <laughs> I just don't. And there's a lot of Apple people who, who you know, they're Sonos fans. But the second HomePod dropped, they got rid of their Sonos stuff. And it's like, I'm all in on Apple now. And that's the reason, because people don't care about Sonos. Look, if Apple takes off the speaker thing, Sonos is dead in the water. And that's the thing. I give Apple a lot of grief about this because I care, because I like Apple. I couldn't care less about Sonos. If they went under tomorrow, you know, I'd feel sad for the employees. But I just, I don't care. They sell expensive speakers and this weird proprietary integration system that I don't really have never understood. I much prefer AirPlay. I, I've longed for a nice AirPlay speaker for a while. I'm very much looking forward to AirPlay too. I like the Chromecast way of doing things also. You know, I, that, that's the sort of thing I like. I don't like this thing where, oh, where we built the integration to this app. We made a special deal with this company and now, you know, we shook hands and we're paying them so much and they're paying us this. And so now you can listen to this music on your speaker. Like, no, I should just be able to send things to the speaker or at least give me a an auxiliary in. But my thing is, 
I don't care about Sonos. I care about Apple. I hold Apple to a higher standard just because Sonos does it. It's kind of like, you know, if you have kids, right? And like walk in, the kitchen's trashed and, well, Jimmy was doing this. Like, okay, I don't care. I don't care what little Jimmy's doing. You've trashed the kitchen. You, you need to fix it, right? It's just, it's not a good excuse. You see, now we've gone from the Apple TV 4K to trashing kitchens. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do in the next two seconds with Josh Centers because his brain is disintegrating before our very eyes. <laughs> More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly, because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. 
Childhood is full of wonder, and we get the chance to relive it with our grandchildren every day. But imagine missing special moments with a grandchild or seeing them through cloudy vision. The Foundation Fighting Blindness can help by providing valuable information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Age-related macular degeneration is the leading cause of vision loss in people 55 and older, but it doesn't have to be. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is driving research and saving sight by providing information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Don't miss a moment of your grandchildren's youthful wonder because of poor vision. Learn more about vision-saving preventions and treatments. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where you can find so much helpful information. Call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. That number again is 1-800-BLINDNESS or fightblindness.org. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So this is a very unusual episode with (laughs) Josh Centers. As you hear, his laughter is getting more maniacal. He'll soon be going, remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not. Remember that? They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Oh, yeah. It's by Napoleon XIV. It was a novelty recording. It first came out in the 1960s and comes out every decade or two. Okay? It's like, you know, in those years they'd have Monster Mash that becomes a hit every so often. And now, especially because the artists are all dead, I think, or they're coming back embedded in the HomePod. Soon the HomePod's new feature, version 3 of the HomePod, it will play audio from dead people. Speaking and so of if you remember things. the comment in the movie Sixth Sense, the Bruce Willis movie, where the kid says, I see dead people. With the HomePod 3, I hear dead people. <laughs> hey, speaking of crazy things to listen to on your HomePod, my friend Zach has started up a podcast, uh, restarted actually, called The Menu Bar. And if you listen to episode two in particular, a former a- he does an interview with a former Apple employee, Bob Burrow, who was actually on the original iPhone team. He has a lot of interesting insights into Apple. He actually talks about how he had to literally smuggle um, some of the original iPhones from China into the United States. So Steve and some of the other executives could, uh, you know, see them. <laughs> so it's a fun interview. And one of the interesting things he says about, about Apple and, and what Apple's up, the difference between the Steve Jobs Apple and the Tim Cook Apple is that he said under Steve, it didn't matter who you were, were at Apple. If you saw something out of line, you could report it to a superior and it would be addressed. You know, he said he would see things that weren't right on the factory floor in China, and he would go talk to somebody, and and it'd be fixed, even though it wasn't in his wheelhouse. You know, he was, uh, I think, a software engineer. He'd see something, oh, they're not packaging right, they're they're doing something wrong, assembling this thing. He would say it, and they'd fix it. And he said the big difference that happened with Tim Cook, and I think anyone who's worked for a big corporation can understand this mentality, because you see it all the time in in big uh, corporations. But now he said the attitude is, hey, this group isn't doing something right. Well, don't worry about it. That's not your job. Your job is this. 
the phrase he uses is the experts have taken over. Like, no, you don't worry about this. We know what we're doing. You stick to your thing, right? You know, I've worked for big corporations and had that attitude. You know, you see see a group like, they're just totally doing this wrong, right? Well, no, it doesn't matter. That's that's our business, you know, even though you're all working for the same goal, ultimately. But, you know, so that's an interesting interview. If if anyone thinks that... um, Apple has decayed somewhat between Jobs and Cook, then um, that's a good show to listen to. The Menu Bar uh, on uh, iTunes uh, in the podcast app or Overcast or uh, whatever you listen to uh, these shows on. And there goes the print. Oh, hey. Well, you know what? I understand that Apple has become more of a traditional corporation under Tim Cook. I think a lot of it is that. Totally. Hey, I tell you what, can can I take a pee break real quick? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that becomes obvious, right? Apple, you know, I hate to be one of those people because I said a lot. I've, I've said a lot of nice things about T- Tim Cook. I think in some ways he's a better CEO than Steve Jobs. But Apple clearly doesn't have that magic that it used to. It very much feels like just another tech company. Um, you know, it could easily be Google or Facebook or Microsoft or whatever. It's just it's just another one. I think part of the reason for that is, well, just from what I've heard from inside Apple, and this is former Apple employees talking, and this is one of the things you know the episode of the mini bar talks about, is Tim Cook does not like confrontation. You know, Steve Jobs is all about yelling and screaming and crying and you know just just let it all out, right? And Tim is a lot more reserved. He doesn't like drama. I don't blame him. I don't like drama either. But my understanding of the whole Forstall deal is he came in and Forstall was a guy who you know was the yeller and screamer and like loved the drama. And Tim Cook didn't want that. And and he, when he fired Forstall, he sent a message that I do not want this sort of debate under my Apple. And so you don't get the debate. And so, um, I mean, I don't think it's good to have a hot, abusive environment. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you need to have some passion. You need to have some vigorous debate. I mean, even inside tidbits, we all get along really well. And, you know, and other than me, they're all very nice people. But we do have passionate debate about things, right? I think that's what you need to to have to achieve excellence. And I think that's something Apple misses now because uh, Tim is just a little too laid back. And frankly, he's kind of a boring person. Um, He's very much a bean counter, a supply chain guy. I'm not saying that as an insult. Those are excellent qualities. But um, when you're leading, when you need to provide vision to not just Apple, but the entire tech industry, um, when everyone looks to you for that, you know, I can't see Tim Cook stealing a, few hundred bucks from his buddy to go bum around Af- um, I'm sorry, India doing acid for a few months, right? You just don't see that. You <laughs> can't see Tim Cook saying he's just going to start eating fruit so he doesn't stink anymore. You know, Steve Jobs was just weird enough to bring something special to Apple. And um, you just, uh, you don't see a lot of that anymore. And even back then, you know, you didn't see a lot of people who had those qualities and, you know, could really make something useful out of it, right? They're just they usually just straightened up or kind of burn out, right? Well, so, that commercial Apple did, here's to the crazy ones. Yeah. Steve Jobs, the craziest one. Crazy one, yeah, literally. He's crazy. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Tim Cook is very much not crazy. So if anyone thinks I'm insulting Tim Cook, I mean, there you go. He's he's as sane as you get. and But that leads to, to a boring company. And I, I don't know how you fix that. You know, they've, they've kind of leaned on Johnny Ive for vision, but Johnny Ive's boring too. I mean, perhaps the greatest uh, industrial designer who ever lived, but he he's boring. He he likes 
clean lines and aluminum and glass, you know, white rooms. You know, they need somebody, you know, at the higher levels, at least somebody just advising things who, um, you know, is just is a little more creative. You know, and that's the thing. There's a lot of people, you know, want Apple to fire. They want the board to fire Tim Cook. I think that's that's too far because they could do way worse than Tim Cook. But they need somebody up there, you know, in in at the high levels in the high level meetings who who has a little pizzazz, who has a little vision, you know, um, uh, you know, maybe they could bring back Forstall. I don't know if he wanted, or you know, maybe they can find someone else. But I, I do think that's what they need if they want to keep their edge. You know, I know they're still making a lot of money. Uh, you know, they're still much more relevant these days, I think, than Microsoft or uh, in some ways Google. But um, that's that's another thing too. Uh, not to change subjects, but to change subjects, I've been experimenting with a lot of Google services lately, and especially Google Photos. And, um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to switch from iCloud to Google, but I'll say this. The AI in Google Photos is amazing. I mean, the AI in iCloud is okay. You know, it's better than, you know, you might think Apple's could be, but it, it's nothing compared to Google's. I mean, you know, just to give you an example, um, there was a picture I was looking for. Um, it was actually a picture of a friend's family with her. Uh, dead brother in the picture. You know, he died like about a year after the picture was taken, right? And I, I saw that in a collage that Google Photos had made. Now, this is where Google Photos screws up. I didn't have a link to that original photo. I just had the collage. I'm like, crap, how am I going to find this photo? And and so I tried searching for smiling family, and that brought up way too many pictures. And so I thought, okay, my friend is blonde. I'm going to try to search for smiling blonde, right? And so... It brought my mom's blonde. It brought up every picture of my mother who was smiling in a picture. It brought up that picture I was looking for. But every picture, basically, that my, my son, my son is blonde. He was smiling, you know, pictures of him smiling. I'm like, that's incredible. And it can recognize screenshots and not just a screenshot taken because it was, you know, on a, uh, in a certain format on a certain device. And so it knows it's no, I mean, it, it like Mac screenshots, Apple Watch screenshots. Uh, Android screenshot, you know, whatever screenshots I've I've accumulated over the years, it can group them all together. Um, it ha- I mean, it has categories for the weirdest stuff, like oh, here's people at beaches and you know things like that. And it's just amazing, and that's something you know the services area is something else Apple is really suffering in. So and therefore, see- Apple should learn how to say Siri, show me photos of people with pimples. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Aging is one thing that affects everyone. George has talked about the power of stem cells for years. Now there's a new serum that harnesses that stem cell power to bring back your youthful look. Beverly Hills doctor, Nathan Newman. Stem cells are basically our fountain of youth. This is what maintains our body's uh, reparative regenerative abilities. As we age, every cell breaks down and has to be replaced, and what replaces it is the stem cell. Dr. Newman and Jeunesse have developed Luminess. Luminess takes the science of stem cells using the same growth factor complex that literally heals our cells, slowing the appearance of the aging process. Apply Luminous twice daily and on average, see results in a week. Learn more, watch our video, and order today at a special Coast website, healthylooking.com. Plus, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's healthylooking.com. Luminous for a healthier, much younger, better-looking you. Buy now at healthylooking.com. I'm Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Every baby deserves the best possible start, but not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. You can help us lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Join me and Famous Footwear to march for babies. Let's raise funds and be champions for families near and far. Together we are building a brighter future. Sign up for Famous Footwear's team today at marchforbabies.org. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I don't know how we got into pimples. 
Except that my late brother Wallace Steinberg was one of the inventors of Retin-A, which is an acne medicine. Taking a lot of that in my day. Which I didn't have to worry about. You think about that. You're talking to the brother of the guy who invented that. And my nephew, Jeffrey, was one of the test subjects for Retin-A. Anyway, so I want to loop back to TV for a second because here's another thought I've, I've had on this. So, you know, I was telling you about, you know, I got the Google Home, which usually works okay, except when you're doing a radio show, but how I can Chromecast my TV. Well, because Google has a TV service, YouTube TV, it can all integrate that. You know, I don't have to set anything extra up. I can just say, hey, Google, play CNN on my TV, and it does that. HomePod can't do that. I don't think you can control your Apple TV. You would have to actually turn the Apple TV on and then hold the button down for Siri. I know that's not a lot of work. We're just talking about pressing a couple of buttons, but... It just feels totally different to me to, to have to fumble with stuff rather than just say, hey, just turn the TV on to, to the channel I want, and it just does it. And it's magical, and it feels futuristic. I can walk in a room and say, hey, Google, turn on Fox, turn on NBC, turn on whatever, and it can just do it as opposed to i got to pull this computer in my pocket and fumble with it. Or, But that's, that's one, of the, one of just one way Apple is falling behind in the TV market because of their – they're poor services, right? Now it's an advantage Chromecast has. And so I'm more likely to tell people, look at the Chromecast. It's cheaper. You don't have to worry about the TV interface because there isn't one really. You can do cool stuff like that, you know, and, and it makes me think, oh, wow, you could build a Chromecast into anything, right? You could have a TV remote, and maybe they already have this. I need to look this up. But you could have a TV remote with a Chromecast built into it. You press the Netflix button and it Chromecasts Netflix to your TV. I don't know. Maybe Maybe that could work. Right now with my Vizio, that's what I do. I tap a button, and it gives me the Chromecast channel. And then within that Chromecast channel, I have all the built-in apps. And they can be updated by software. So more can be added over time. But the ones it has is 98% of what you will ever want, as I said before. And again, the interface is not much different from any other Netflix environment I've ever worked at. I've worked on the Roku. Mm -hmm. I've worked on... An earlier Vizio TV set where it was provided with their own software. I've worked on Apple TV. It's Netflix. Yeah, if you see my it's point. All the same. They've used the same one for years. I mean, you, you can fire up a Nintendo Wii from like 2006 and it looks the same, right? It's funny. People are very irritated at Google right now because they updated the YouTube app, not YouTube TV, the regular YouTube app. And now it looks like an Android app. It looks and behaves like an Android app. There's an interesting article out there. Um, I can't think of where it is at the moment, but it, it explains basically no one's buying the Apple TV because it's 180 bucks. It's like twice as much as, as anything else. If you're a developer, why are you going to develop a separate app for the fourth best market-wise uh, TV environment? Why, why would you do that? You're not. You're just going to just copy what you got for Android TV or Android phone, whatever you're doing, and just put it on there, right? So you know that's another disadvantage in the long run for Apple TV is because they've let they're letting developers design the apps now. See the old Apple TV, Apple designed the app and and you just filled in the information, right? So now they let the developer design the app. Well the developer's not gonna take time to design a different app for I mean you have to develop for Fire TV, you have to develop for Android TV, you have to develop for game consoles, Apple TV. Uh, you don't have to design for Chromecast, thankfully. You still have a little bit of Chrome there, just user interface Chrome. You have to design for LG because they have the their Palm OS-based uh, system, right? LG does. Samsung has some kind of Android variant they have on their TVs. So you have to design for, like, 
I'm just counting off. That's seven, eight different platforms I mentioned. You're not going to design a separate app for each one of those that, you know, all together, all those apps, all those platforms together probably have fewer users than iOS does. (laughs) So I don't know the numbers on that. I'd I'd love to know the numbers if anyone has those. But you're not going to put that time in. I mean, even if you're a big company like Google, it's just not worth it. So, yeah, you're going to start seeing a lot of half-hearted Apple TV apps. Uh, that look like Android apps or look like Roku apps or whatever, because you know who has the time? Who, who's who's going to take the trouble? No one's going to take the trouble. And again, so, I don't think people care about most of the apps except for that core group. Right? They want Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, very big one. Amazon Prime, um, and maybe one of the cord cutting services. You know, and they may want something to show pictures on. Which, hey, Chromecast. That does that just fine. Everything does that fine, right? You know, they want to watch your purchased movies. Well, hey, Movies Anywhere syncs it all now. So you can do that with anything uh, for the most part. I think Apple kind of made a bad bet with the App Store. Not that they shouldn't have an App Store, but in thinking, oh, if we just flood the Apple TV with all these apps, it'll be amazing. Well, no, not really, because you, you, you have to inspire the developers to build something great. And most people, uh, they want like three or four apps, you know, at most. You know, top row of my Apple TV, I just I just reorganized it, and I've deleted almost every other app. It's Netflix, number one, Hulu's number two, Amazon's number three, you know, and I think DirecTV now, because that's what I'm signed up for at the moment. And I got YouTube TV under it. Oh, YouTube's up there. You know, I do like to watch the YouTube. But see, usually, so I hate using YouTube on a TV. I'd much rather search for a video on my phone, right, where I can type well, and then I can send it to my TV with AirPlay or Chromecast, but usually... Chromecast works better, right? Because there's not a link between the phone and the TV. You're basically just beaming a URL to the TV or to the little Chromecast dongle, and it just loads a stream up and plays it, right? Uh, nothing fancy. Unlike AirPlay, you're AirPlaying something to your TV. It probably doesn't look as good as if you play it natively. And then if you switch apps or you play something else, God forbid, it, it blows that up. AirPlay 2 is supposed to fix that, but that was due in September, and uh, it's not here yet. It was due the HomePod in December. That was delayed, and then HomePod's been released now. Still don't have AirPlay 2. It's not looking really good. I don't know why they can't figure this out. Google's just running laps around them right now in, in this space. You know, the TV space, you know, they have better prices on their movies. Chromecast, I think, is is a better overall solution than what Apple has. And, and now I, I, I have a little $39... Uh, wiretap voice doodad that I can tell to play TBS, TBS, they just added to YouTube TV. I can say, oh yeah, play play TBS, play the Braves game, because YouTube TV, you can tell it your favorite teams and it'll track those for you. So I say, oh yeah, play on the Braves game, and it, it can do that, right? That's way more advanced than what Apple TV can do right now, and the Apple TV is a lot more expensive, and it doesn't look any better than a Chromecast Ultra. How can I recommend it? How can I tell somebody, yeah, go out and spend $180 of your hard-earned money when $70 do the same thing? Or if you get a brand new TV set, pick the interface you want. You can get a TCL set with Roku. You can get yourself the Vizios with the Google and other companies that use Google. So Josh Centers, this has been a very offbeat episode. And it's fun to watch your brain disintegrate before our very eyes. And I understand you're about to take off in a Stargate. So in any case here, while we are watching his brain disintegrate into silicone, He's becoming filled with oil and silicone, <laughs> and they're mixing together and coming up with some kind of weird extraterrestrial well, substance. Hey, you know what? I'm going to run for president this rate. Cause <laughs> Tell our listeners before you completely lose your mind, 
Where can we find more of your stuff? Go to tidbits.com for my articles, takecontrolbooks.com. And if you want to see how far I've lost my mind, you can follow me on Twitter at jcenters. That's J-C-E-N-T-E-R-S. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. I haven't lost my mind yet, but give it time, folks. Uh, No, I I disagree. (laughs) We have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. See, he lost his mind talking about (laughs) It's called The Powercast, and we feature this week Jerome Clark, who wrote a book called The UFO Encyclopedia and is about to revise it for the third edition. How about that? All about UFOs and such. At Paracast.com, that's Paracast.com. Don't forget, Tech Night Owl Plus, where we give you a version of the show free of the network ads. So all those people who scream, ads, ads, on iTunes or whatever, that's your alternative. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot We tell you how to sign up for a version of the show free of network ads, better quality audio, for prices beginning at just... A dollar forty-nine hour price, cheap. Pay the man for his work. A worker is due his wages. So if you like the show, pony up. It's cheap. Josh Centers, thanks uh-huh. for being on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.